right, thank you for joining me again. I'm Michael Tobin, your Lookout Guy. You are listening to the podcast, Lookout Guy. And as always, for the past year, year and a couple of months, I have been offering prayer 24 hours a day, 7 days a week from where? The Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Ever since this pandemic has begun, they have received hundreds of thousands of calls and thousands of salvations and healings. You want to call it. We all need prayer, and I myself have even called it. So, if you would like to call for prayer, call 1-888-388-2683. That number again for prayer, 1-888-388-2683. Well, you're listening to the Lookout Guy podcast, and I am Michael Tobin, your Lookout Guy. Once again, thank you for joining me, and happy 4th of July 2021. Soon, President Donald Trump is going to be coming up on a, uh, a, they're they're calling it a campaign style uh, rally, you know, President Donald Trump, the guy that should still be president, don't kid yourself, folks. Everything that has been predicted with uh, with uh, computer voting has actually happened. When that thing first started, I believe it was like 2006, there, it has been rife with mistakes. And it was also predicted that it will be tampered with and there is plenty of evidence so Donald Trump should still be president but we'll just wait and see what happens with that and I won't get into the pitchforks the tar and the feathers the torches and all that other stuff you just never know how things are going to transpire until it transpires but I'm going to have for you uh, the whole speech I'm going to be getting it from Newsmax, you know, the the great news network that everybody loves, but <clears throat> kind of forgot that they kicked off Mike Lindell just for uh, speaking about Dominion errors and, and uh, so-called mistakes and all the other things that happened with uh, the major voting machine creators. And they, I have that audio for you in one of my previous podcasts, but I, I don't want to get too much into that. First, I want to share with you some some thoughts that I have been stewing over for maybe the past year, maybe a year, possibly a little over a year. But it's it's on indie. You know, independent indie is an, is the uh, the acronym for or is short for independent. So it's on indie and we the people. We all like to think of ourselves as we the people. You know the thing, but that phrase has another meaning related to something other than the first words of the U.S. Constitution. I'm by far not really any kind of pioneer of current events, American music, or music history, or whatever. And now, podcasting, prior to the internet age, which began roughly 
1997, the internet, not the intranet, but the internet. I used to get my news mailed to me in newsletters and magazines. I still get a couple of newsletters. It, it wasn't a rare thing to visit a library or an actual bookstore. And I frequently called 800 numbers to get on email list and newsletter list for mail along with books, cassettes, CDs, and DVDs. Of course, there were also video cassettes, you know, the VCRs. But what were earlier methods of media, news, and entertainment? There, were, there was the Shakespearean theaters, Broadway and Vaudeville. Prior to that was the printing press, papers nailed to public buildings, newspapers and books, the Pony Express and railroad tracks, transatlantic cables, Morse code, and then TV and radio. Prior to all that was cave wall drawings, clay tablets, papyrus and animal skins, maybe even some tattoos, and stone engravings in the public square where it was common to have the meeting of the minds. Think of Plato and Aristotle in Greece. They had the public squares and anybody could have have a little time to speak their minds. Well, a bit more fast forwarding. I have spent five years between 1989 and 1994 as a Christian radio station, music DJ, news production. Also a little late in the scene, I had begun podcasting, online videos, and blogging in 2011 and various other platforms until settling for mostly podcasting, but I still do the blogs and, and a rare occasion of a video. So even now, I hardly know anyone personally who vlog or podcast. Blogging and podcasting roughly began around 2006 and started to really catch on around the time I, I joined in which was about 2011. And I think Facebook even started around 2006, and then there was MySpace about maybe two years before that. Well, before blogging and podcasting, it started with me wondering, what in the world is a blog? And that was like 2011, so I started one. But after I saw bloggers using homemade online videos and podcasting, so now they got the word vlogging, video and blogging. Well, vlogging and podcasting was an extremely fascinating thing to do considering that you can have readers, viewers, and listeners all around the world. For the simple price of an internet cable subscription to access the internet. Now, you could just have a cell phone, a tablet, a laptop computer, and not even have an internet subscription. You could go to a, what they call now a hotspot where they have Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi was a, an invention that captures the internet waves and it, from San Diego. Some San Diego group uh, created it before Wi-Fi. They actually invented uh, Bluetooth. And that's where you can actually hook into uh, a, a Wi-Fi and the internet from a, an ear device. Now we have YouTube or Bluetooth on televisions and, and all the laptops and cell phones and 
and personal computers, printers, all kinds of things. That was a British idea. So a little trivia. So who were the first bloggers and podcasters? It was you and I. We the people. Fast forward to the great 2019 global sickness thing. You know the thing. Until then, bloggers, and maybe a little prior, and before I get into this description, I'll, I'll say that even before then, beginning in the when I got on the actually got on the internet in 1999, I was like, I am not going to go into the next century without having a personal computer. So I got one of those, uh, one of those. It was a huge, huge computer gateway, you know, with the the cow pattern, black and white. So I got that. Um, but the first bloggers and podcasters was We the People. And fast forward now to the great 2019 global sickness. But until then, bloggers and podcasters were authors, independent artists, painters, home economics moms, school teachers, songwriters, and singers, just to name a few, but all independent, independent artists, indies. Um, but it, it was pretty fun reading people's journals, essays, do-it-yourself craft projects, or home, improv- home improvement instructionals, videos, and audios. But then came the restrictions in 2019, March of 2020 actually, on travel, dining, shopping, concerts, and even church attendance, and a whole litany of other restrictions. Since then, I have observed a disappointing trend in blogging and podcasting. They include a whole diverse section of society who, until they were locked in and restricted, turned to something many now would never have gone near. A podcast, blog, or online video to reach others. And I'll, I'll add that there, there's only a few sources of news, current events, and, and uh, you know, biblical teachings that I, that have utilized videos and podcasts prior to to this current you know thing medical thing going on I don't want to I don't even want to say the word but and I still go through them they were on they utilize radio television magazines and newsletters and they still do so three cheers for them one of them actually just to name one, is Truths of Transform with Dr. D. James Kennedy Ministries. You've heard a little bit from them in my recent podcast, and you're going to start hearing more. Because on my to-do list, I'm finally getting around to actually using that ministry's resources for current events, news, and scriptural uh, lessons. So going forward now, my point is that... Many of these people using the common man's methods now of reaching people saw no importance in it prior, but are all over it like white on rice now. What is so disturbing, you may ask? Well, the two main reasons for keeping 
their distance from these platforms because it was one cheap you know quote el cheapo and it was a method quote beneath them what is even more disturbing is that we the people have left ourselves now during this between 2020 and now 2021 halfway through we have left ourselves and turned to a whole bunch of computer generated imaging the bells and whistles the whole shebang by those who used to shun our method of reaching listeners and viewers and readers and have now taken begun to take over what used to be we the people so who are these folks who previously left the common man to our own cheesy devices they are mega church pastors hollywood actors comedians mainstream comedians politicians cable news network anchor men and women and professional musicians you know the people that are charging six hundred dollars for a seat in a, in a concert that got rich on ten dollar tickets back in our day some of our days but who are all in industries that have turned them into millionaires, billionaires, who thought they were invincible. But fortunately for them, there was a lower level method for them to continue getting their exposure again back between the end of 2019 and, and now 2021 with this global thing going on. There are good points, obviously, with the change in methods, of course. But what is most troubling to me is that my concern is that we have left we the people and are now following the Pied Pipers, not only in mainstream media, but now the only avenues we the people have built up and utilized with dedication. The cheesy little podcast, blogs, and videos of the common man. We the people. Think about it. Who and what do you share online? The answer to that is proof that many have been conquered and yet just another way. Wake up, stand up, and speak up. Okay, and all that other nice, nicey stuff that we see all over the internet on our little memes. But you got it from me first because I'm the lookout guy. Happy Independence Day 2021. And I'm Michael Tobin, your lookout guy. Coming up is President Donald J. Trump on this 3rd of July, 2021. His 4th of July Independence Day speech to America. And uh, right now, let's go to President Donald Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr., Newsmax is done with their commercials and chit-chatting with uh, congressmen and women, candidates, and other uh, people. So here is Donald Trump Jr. before number 45, Donald President Donald J. Trump. Oh, man, it's so nice to be here in Florida. When you say that stuff in New York, they say, what? I, I don't understand. What's going on here? But guys... We've had about six months of Joe Biden. I know, I know. 
I told you so. We all knew. But don't don't worry, guys. The Biden economy is doing wonderfully. You will save a cumulative 16 cents on your barbecue. Right? 16 cents for your whole family. That's great. As long as you don't have to drive to the end of your driveway, in which case the extra dollar per gallon of fuel will eat up that 16 cents, right? You go about yards and it's over, okay? If you were to buy a piece of plywood for the picnic table, it's over. If you have a brain and you've used your wallet in the last couple of weeks, you know that it's nonsense, but it won't stop them from pandering because that's all they're capable of doing, right? This sort of hard to believe, right? What I want to know, media, where are all the Russia, Russia, Russia folks? Right? Joe's giving Vladimir Putin pipelines. Joe's canceling aid packages to the Ukraine. And if I was correct, guys, I was told that that is an impeachable offense to even discuss it, right? You can't have that conversation, let alone do it, but they're okay. And even worse, the media, when Vladimir Putin said, no, 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 Joe Biden sounds really sharp. He's really with it. Really? The media points to Vladimir Putin saying, no, 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 see? Of course Vladimir Putin's going to say that he's dealing with a moron. He's getting everything that he wants. He's eating our lunch. You can't make it up, folks. Imagine Donald Trump did what Joe Biden did at the G7. You saw that, right? The G7 leaders. Shut up, little boy. Go sit in your corner, Joe. We've already discussed that. Now, we already introduced the president of South Africa about seven seconds ago, but you can't remember that far back. We, we feel bad for Joe, right? I mean, I do. If I couldn't remember seven seconds ago, it's a problem. It's a bigger problem that he's in charge of the nuclear football, right? So we told you so, America. Now you'll see it and hopefully people will come to their senses. But they are. They get it. The buyer's remorse out there is palpable. The media and big tech, they did their jobs. They made sure that regular Americans that don't perhaps live and breathe politics, they made sure they didn't hear about anything. You know, all the, the long list of things. Oh, wow. Had I known that, I wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. Oh, that's great. Hunter, China, the sex trafficking links. The, I mean, it, it goes on and on, right? Imagine it was Don Jr. with the Hunter laptop from hell. 
right? Imagine it was that. I mean, look at what they've done, whether it was Russia, 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 Mueller hoax, Ukraine hoax, Don Jr. Committee. We're on like version 15 of Russia, Russia, Russia right now. Just this way. It's never going to stop because that's what the Democrats do. Right? All the things that were conspiracies. Right? You know the difference between a conspiracy and the truth these days? About six months. Right? Please fact check that one, CNN. Please, I'm begging you. Right? Well, Trump was right, right? He was right about Wuhan lab. No, but seriously. At what point? True story. Hey, I've been, there's like 30,000 people here. We had 45,000 reservations. I assume some didn't show up because of the rain, but I know from our guys that no one left. But Joe Biden definitely got 81 million legitimate votes. Right? So, no, guys, guys, it was the most secure election in history. Right? Just this week, just this week in a New York mayoral democrat primary they screwed up 135,000 votes in new york city alone but it was definitely and definitely did not happen anywhere else an election that could have been changed by less than 45,000 votes it definitely happened it's the most secure ever and if you believe that i have some oceanfront property in Colorado for you. (laughs) I wrote a book about liberal privilege. All of those things have unfortunately come true. But this is what we are to believe. Remember, it wasn't that long ago. You can't possibly say that the China virus originated from the lab in the town that the China virus originated from, despite the fact that scientists are studying that very disease right there. Because, because guys, it came from three feet outside because someone ate a bat, right? There was literally never a time where the Wuhan lab leak theory wasn't the most plausible theory out there. And yet, if you said that, you're canceled, you're thrown off, and you see it. You saw it a couple weeks ago. The scientists came out, well, you know, uh, yeah, we kind of knew. We just didn't want to agree with Trump. Because that's how science now works, right? Math and science no longer have to abide by the rules of math or science. 
The rules of physics no longer apply if it's not bolstered by a mainstream media who probably never took physics. That doesn't matter anymore. It's about narrative, right? That's how science works. About fact, it's about what the Democrat Party and their marketing arm, the media, would like to be true. Think of the damage that done. Look at the clown Anthony Fauci, right? He was made a deity. Well, guys, if you read his emails, it's clear he either doesn't believe in science, he didn't believe in people much smarter than him, or he chose to ignore it because he never met a TV camera he didn't love. He wanted to be on TV, he wanted to be loved, he wanted to throw out the first pitch at a baseball game. That didn't work out so well. Unfortunately for America, for your families, for your businesses or your places of work, it didn't work out well either. Just think of what his decisions cost our country. It's like he's the MVP of a baseball game, but he's playing for China. True story, right? Who's going to parlay this one into a win? And guess what? Joe will do nothing because I'm sure they're going to get a great return on investment from all the money they sunk into Hunter Biden. That's how it works. So Trump was right about that. He was right about Russia. He was right about Joe. He was right about what else will Trump be found out to be right about? everything right Kamala Harris and the media try blaming the border crisis on Trump strange nothing strange happened at the border for the last four years and then magically you put out the welcome wagon you say free health care free college free everything paid for by you right you get to pay for it they get it for free you get you don't get it for free you got to pay for yours and for theirs. That's the Democrat system. But they know that if they bring in people, not based on merit, but based on a need of government, they have Democrat voters for life. Guys, that's all it is, right? Kamala Harris, my father trolled her into finally going... I don't want to say to the border because let's not kid ourselves. She didn't really go to the border, right? She stayed far away. She didn't even go to the border in El Paso. She stayed miles away from that, but she was only approximately a thousand miles away. I'll say it's 880 miles just so they don't cancel me for exaggerating, right? From where the real crisis is, right? I can't remember uh, who built the cages. But it's funny, you wouldn't know that. So the same situation is going on, except it's about times a thousand, probably a lot more. Kids living on top of one another, 
right? COVID environments, they're not testing them. Release them into the American public. That's better than deporting them, right? Who cares if they have COVID? I mean, that's been this administration's policy. They're leading from behind, and the only people who are winning are China, Russia, our enemies, right? You saw the news about New York this week. The political persecutions will continue because basically we are no different than Russia. We are no different than the mullahs in Iran, right? This is how Vladimir Putin treats their enemies, right? Yeah, sure. Some charges. Keep going. We'll break. Just keep going. Doesn't matter because there's no consequence. There's no accountability. And you see it in the results. Guys, we need a medic. Is there a medic here? They got it? All right. I hope they're okay. I hear the medics are on their way, but... I just want to thank all of you. You came out here, it was 100 degrees for hours, and then you got rained on for three hours. But you're still here because you get it. You're still here because you love your country. You're still here because you love your freedom. And by the way, Florida, as a new resident, I know Kimberly said maybe it's a toss-up between Florida and Texas. But honestly, I've been to Austin. Florida's moving into Patriot spot number one. You can't... It's just numbers, folks. I gotta apologize to my friends in Texas, but like... It's like the People's Republic of Austin over there now. It's like as bad as New York, maybe worse. So I want to thank you for that dedication because it's going to take people like yourselves, your involvement, your passion, to get over the hurdles that we will always face. We're not in a fair fight. You got a trillion dollar mainstream media organization doing what they can to suppress you, right? How many of you guys have been suppressed on social media? Right? Everyone. Imagine this. I've never heard of one leftist ever complain about it. No matter how vile, no matter how disgusting the crap that they push, right? And it's influenced every institution in government. What's going on at the FBI, the CIA? Look at the woke military, right? Because teaching critical race theory will make us a stronger fighting force. How? Well, uh, we don't actually know. Because it's ridiculous and it won't. It will only continue to sow the seeds of divisiveness, which is exactly what China wants. Guys, we are our own worst enemy, which is why we need to be involved, which is why we need to stay engaged, which is why we need to refuse to be canceled. Because we cannot let them win. We need to fight for our country, for ourselves, for our children and our grandchildren behind them.
Okay? I know none of us need this. Trust me. I was a real estate developer from New York City. I don't need to be a conservative. I don't need to fight for the Second Amendment. But I do it because I believe in those freedoms. I do it because I want my children to experience those freedoms. So we need all of you to be out there fighting with us. So on America's birthday, I want to thank each and every one of you incredible patriots for doing what you do, for showing the love that you do, for not leaving in a ridiculous monsoon. Because you love your country like our love, I love our country. So stay in the fight, stay engaged, and God bless America. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy 4th of July. I look forward to hearing the big guy come out. And this big guy doesn't get the 10%. The other one does, right? Thank you, guys. God bless. Donald Trump Jr. just finished speaking down in Sarasota, revving up that crowd. The president's son slammed the Democrats and media. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is about to speak soon. We will take that live. Coming up, folks, more of our live election special coverage. It's been great. It's been awesome. I mean, you look at right now, 20,000 people standing in the rain for three hours uh, to make sure that they were there to launch this America First rally into high gear you in Florida. Uh, yeah, right? we're gonna go You think to... it was an election year, Joe. It's, oh, it's amazing. Oh, I think people are ready for 2022 they right are. now. Gonna go to break, come back, stick with us because President Trump is coming to the stage soon and very soon. We'll have that here on Newsmax TV after the break. All right, that's Newsmax, and you were just listening to uh, Donald Trump Jr., the maniac, and I just posted on uh, my comments on my. Uh, one of my social media pages. I wouldn't. I don't see why Donald J. Trump Jr. wouldn't run for president in 2024, or maybe he will be President Trump's vice president running mate. Anything is possible. Right now, it is 5:16, 8:16 p.m. Atlantic time. And it's 5.16 p.m. Pacific Time, July 3rd, 2021. So Newsmax is on their uh, little break right now. And what else is in the news? Well, speaking of waking up, standing up, and speaking up in California. As California goes, so goes the rest of the nation. And you can kind of juxtapose that little thing. To as New York goes, so goes the rest of the nation. But waking up, standing up, and speaking up, California hopefully has had it with all of the uh, the blueness, the socialisticness, communisticness, and stuff of their one party system that they have uh, coerced voters into. Uh, voting for but we now have for the second time in California history recalling a governor the last one was uh, I believe 2003 and it was uh, Gray Davis he got recalled and was exchanged for a rhino Republican in name only Arnold Schwarzenegger 
And that didn't really work out too well either on all fronts. Nothing conservative about that guy. And as you probably heard, Bruce Jenner under some other name and some other gender is running for a governor. I don't see that happening. But hopefully California will turn blue. I believe uh, will turn red. Um, I believe the the recall date is is uh, set for September 14th. September 14th, the recall will begin. And uh, I'm not sure if I should go back to Newsmax just to catch the end of the break or to, or to keep on talking. But we are making headway, folks. Pray for California. Pray for Virginia on all fronts. California, Virginia is speaking out against this critical race theory thing. We are speaking out against uh, our current governor. And let's let's go into back into Newsmax before Donald J. Trump, number forty-five, comes to the podium. Are you watching the energy down there? It's incredible. In Sarasota, Florida. This is uh, this is must see TV night. I actually got the television away from my wife watching HGTV tonight. Yeah, it's Daddy's Day on the television. I love it. Oh, by Daddy's the way, I'm, I'm sharing in the bounty. I'm sharing in the bounty of Joe Biden's economy. This is 16 cents worth of a hot dog, and unfortunately, <laughs> I have some ketchup here in my condiment drawer. Yeah, I still have a condiment drawer, and so I'm living large. I'm living large. Living the dream. Well, Rob, to that point, when we're sitting here, we're talking about. Uh, what's happening right now at this rally as we wait for President Trump. Also now hearing Ron DeSantis has made the journey down there and hopefully going to join us as well. Uh, you've been talking about what's happening in America all across this great land. These policies implemented by President Biden, this absurd notion that simply by virtue of him not having the last name Trump, everything was going to be rainbows. Uh, and clearly that is not the case. And the American taxpayer um, is actually bearing that burden. Well, it's funny, you know, I've got 16 cents worth of hot dog and it cost me another $16 to fill my tank versus last year. Um, I like to use the analogy, uh, the Titanic, when it set sail from Belfast in 1912, had uh, fires in its coal bunkers and it may have contributed to the weakening of the hull, which caused the sinking of the ship. The same thing is happening with the SS Titanic, which set sail on January the 20th, but the fire is here. The, pie, the fire is here. The fire is in that crowd tonight. And, and you know, Donald Trump doesn't need a campaign. Uh, the, the presidential race is done for another couple of years. But he is there for us. He is what America needs right now. We are being attacked on every front, guys. We saw Antifa go after Christian protesters in, in uh, San Francisco who were there because a, a man went into the girl's dressing room and a little girl saw him naked and Antifa attacked him. We, we've seen the Keystone XL pipeline canceled. We see Olympic medalists uh, uh, turning their back on the flag. We're just sick and tired of it. And Donald Trump is catharsis that we need right now. And he's keeping the fire burning. And, the, and if you look at the crowd last week and this week, uh, America is, is on fire. 
Rob, you know, I've been fortunate to cover a number of these rallies, especially last year uh, going into the campaign, going into Election Day. I've been to Rochester, Minnesota, Orlando, Florida, uh, Butler, Pennsylvania, all over the country, meeting these great Americans that just love now former President Trump. Uh, obviously, a, a great scene down there in Florida, people standing outside in the rain. Can you give our viewers at home, folks that have never been to a rally before, I'm sure there aren't very many remaining in this country, but there are some that have never been to a rally, what it's like being out there as they hear the president's son speak as they wait for President Trump and the energy uh, in that audience. Well, it's always been peaceful, first of all. It's not mostly peaceful like Antifa rallies, which are mostly violent, or Black Lives Matter rallies, which are mostly violent. Uh, people don't care about the color of each other's skin. We never have. We never have. It's not 1968. It's not, certainly not 1863. And when people that get together at these rallies, there's hugs, there's handshakes, there's there's uh, uh, fellowship, there's selfies. I mean, it's but just... But will, will there be President... Uh, former President Trump dancing on stage tonight. Will there be that? Oh, I, We're taking bets. I got, I got the, the white guy bite the lip YMCA thing there. I mean, it, it isn't the same without that. Well, Rob, I'll, I'll quickly, you know, you, I love the fact he's playing the YMCA. You know, it's funny. I mean, it's great. Quickly, we, we talk about all these people that are so offended that patriots would gather uh, to talk about putting America first. They're more offended by people wearing MAGA hats than by cities burning to the ground. They're more offended by the fact that people love President Trump than by the fact that Russia has basically hacked our entire country. How do we get people to put the reality of what we face into focus to recognize that the nation we love is truly on the line? And if we don't start now and keep working all the way through the midterms into 2024, America as we know it may cease to exist. Well, I, I think that tonight, this is a barometer of what's happening in the country. Um, we are seeing spontaneous rallies. The man isn't even running for office. The man isn't in office anymore. And people are coming out by the tens of thousands. They are gathering uh, overnight, sleeping outside to go to these rallies. There is, and you know, for lack of a better analogy, the sleeping giant. The sleeping giant was awake before the 2020 election. And there were a lot of uh, chicanery that we're not able to question. And yet 70% of Trump's Supporters believe something happened in the 2020 election that wasn't right, and that's that's here, that's here. Um, we look at uh, uh, very poor showings for um, Joe Biden. His, his, his approval rating is plummeting, even among among Democrats. So I'm I'm still optimistic. We aren't we aren't going to go down. This country isn't going to go down. Uh, we are fighting back, and and as long as we we ensure a free free and fair election, um, then we'll get the country back. I have no doubt about that because there's too much in here with all of us to let it uh, to let it go. Rob Carson, it's always great to see you. Thank you so much for being with us. You bet, guys. Have a Good great to see night. You. You well, bet. folks, Heather Childers just interviewed President Trump, former President Trump, ahead of the rally. Let's listen in. Joining me now, as promised, number 45, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. Thank you so much for joining us. That was Heather Childers. So tell everyone at home why it's important for you to get back out and do these rallies. I hosted an event or a show before the Ohio rally. You had, what, 42, at least 42,000 people there. Wait until you see that crowd out there today. This is even bigger now. The people want to hear, they, they just are so unhappy with what's happening to our country at the borders. The election process is such a rigged deal. The whole thing is so bad. Even if you look now, look at New York with the election. Nobody has any idea who won that election. 
and we have to fix the elections and we have to do many other things. Uh, they're worried about the economy. They're worried about inflation. I think they're worried about just about everything. But when you look at what's happening at our borders, so people have asked me to do it. They uh, worked it and they worked very hard and we're getting tremendous crowds and it's my honor to do it. And I tell you, the legal immigrants love you. My Uber driver here in Florida that brought me from the airport in Tampa yesterday is a legal immigrant. He's now a United States citizen and he's from Greece and he loves you. That's all we could talk about was the rally today. That's really great. Well, we have a big one. That's a big one. It's a beauty. And it was really raining, really pouring and now it's so perfect. And people were out there dancing waiting for you to show up. How important is it for the candidates that you endorse to be America first candidates and what does that mean to you? Well, it really means everything. It's about America first. We sold our country out over the last 25, 30 years and even before that. And we're America first. We have to take care of our country. We owe 30 trillion dollars and things are happening. We Now the good news is we've done a lot. We have billions coming in from China if they don't end the taxes that we charge, tariffs. We have so much and we rebuilt our military. So now we have a beautiful rebuilt military. I hope we don't squander it. In terms of the military, when I was just talking to Congressman Waltz, because he was in Afghanistan, they pulled the troops out of Afghanistan. Bagram Air Base has been cleared out as of this weekend. Does that concern you now that Biden is handling it, the Biden administration? Well, we had it done, and I think it would have been very smooth. I pulled them out. I made it so that nobody could have stopped it because I wanted to get 21 years is long enough, as you know, long enough. And uh, they're going to have to now uh, fend for themselves, and hopefully they'll do well. But I said, we're getting, we're coming back home. You know, they call them the endless wars. Uh, I hope he does well. I hope he does well. Speaking of endless wars, what do you think about the GOP leadership right now and the changes that need to be made? Well, Mitch McConnell is very weak. Uh, If he would have gone over the election numbers when they were presented to him, and I wish they weren't presented, they should have been sent back to the legislatures because so much fraud, there were so many things, irregularities. But uh, Mitch McConnell, if he would have fought, you might have a whole different system right now. You might be in a much better position as our country. You look at what's happening with China. You look at the disrespect that China, look at the disrespect they have for us. They're in Alaska, and look at what they said yesterday, the words and the the fury and the fight. We didn't have that. We didn't the lack have... of investigation into the Wuhan labs yeah. and the origins of the coronavirus. Well, the lack of investigations into that and many things. And if you look, I mean, the only thing they investigate is Republicans, okay? That's all they want to investigate. But you take a look at what's going on in this country, and it's very, very scary. And... The economy with inflation, I've seen inflation before. I've seen it rear its very ugly head, and it's not a pretty picture. Do you think inflation is going to be transitory, which is the word they're using, or is it here to stay for a while? No, I think it's going to, I think it's going to, it's not transitory, that I can tell you. I don't think so. Look, when I left, it was a $1.87 a gallon for oil, for, for gasoline. A dollar eighty-seven. Now I guess it's about three fifty, but it's going up much higher than that. Lumber is seventy thousand dollars per house. More money. And now it's a very bad situation. Very, very dangerous. Very bad. It does seem like the Biden administration just came in and immediately tried to reverse anything that you did when it comes to the border, when it comes to the Keystone Pipeline, without asking people what the repercussions would be or having a plan. Well, they even wanted to reverse a space force. So important. You know, I'm very proud of that. Uh, Not in 75 years has anything like that happened. Last was the Air Force. And uh, they wanted to do that. And they were met head on by very powerful people that said, you're not going to do that. 
No, they tried to reverse a lot. Some of it is irreversible, and some of it they're reversing, and it's a big mistake. How do you handle it when you sit back and you watch a lot of the things that you said were true and that would happen now being determined as being true? You know, when we talk about vaccines and the Wuhan lab and where the China virus came from. Well, you know, they do something called disinformation. Now I'm understanding they're saying, no, no, they wanted to fund the police, okay? It was the Republicans that wanted to defund the police. It's called disinformation. They say if you say it enough, maybe people will believe it. They did it with Russia, Russia, Russia. They did it with the Ukraine hoax. They did it with impeachment. Uh, They did it with a lot of things. I mean, they, they get onto a thing. They say, they just keep repeating a lie, lie, lie. And they hope people believe them. And now trying their best to do it with the Trump organization and your CFO. Oh, they're absolutely doing. That's a disgrace. And you look at all of the things that they don't want to go. You look at Hillary Clinton. You look at Joe Biden. You look at the son, Hunter. But look at Joe. But they don't want to. And and you know what? It's just so unfair and so bad for the country. The good news is you see the crowds. The people get it. Let's end on a positive note and talk about the rally happening today on July 4th weekend, yeah. how important that is. And we're not going to cancel July 4th, no. which they would like very much to do, as you know. that. Yeah. No, I think it's very important. It's very exciting when you see the people, when you see the love. You know, there's great love. This yeah. is not just like a rally. These things are amazing. They say the greatest show on earth, and I think they really are. are and the you, people make it that way. Are you going to do it throughout the summer? We'll do some more. We're doing one in... I guess uh, Georgia, I just heard. We're doing one in Alabama. We're doing one... uh, North Carolina, my home state. Yes, we're doing one in North Carolina. I love North Carolina. How good is North Carolina? No problem. We won our election. It was beautiful, and it's a great state. No, we have a lot of great states. And finally, just a final word, because obviously here in the state of Florida, on the other side of the state, dealing with the condo collapse in Surfside, Florida, I know that you spoke with Governor DeSantis. You agreed with his decision not to come here today. Well, we mutually agreed, and I just thought, you know, he's... He's working very hard. He's doing a very good job, and uh, he should be there. I told him. I said, you should stay there. This is not that important for you. He, of all people, should be there. Well, I know that you care about people. I know you care about all people deeply, and I know that that crowd out there wants to get you on stage, so I'll let you go. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Heather Childers there with President Trump uh, speaking just as he's set to take the stage down in Sarasota, Florida. Now I want to bring in my co-host on Cortez and Pellegrino, Steve Cortez, along with pollster John McLaughlin. Great to see you both. Great to be here. Steve, I want to start with you. Uh, You look at that crowd down there in Sarasota. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people really unhappy with the direction this country is headed in. And obviously, a change as well as we look at the border crisis taking place, especially down in Texas, and a number of Hispanics now turning towards President Trump. Absolutely. Jen, by the way, it's been so long since you and I have talked, about 24 hours, right? Uh, But thank you for having me on tonight. Listen, you're right. Obviously, you know, it's really a tale of two cities. Unfortunately, right now, the reality in our country is that we have two major macro twin created crises of the Biden administration. And those are the crises of the Biden inflation spike and the crisis of the Biden border situation, the absolute chaotic open borders crisis that has been created there. Americans are dealing with both of those at the same time. If we contrast that, and the reason I say it's a tale of two cities, if we look at what was going on in this country one year ago, exactly one year ago today, it was a country that was coming out of the spring lockdowns. Our economy was soaring. In- Hold on, folks. Trump is uh, facing the people. Sorry. Sorry, my friend. Yeah, we got the 45th president of these United States is about to take the stage. 
Do we get the dance? We will know, but stay tuned. We're seeing it right now. To the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. Tight, folks. He's coming. He is walking in front of and stopping in front of a lot of people, letting a lot of people video him, take photos and stuff. He's at the podium now. Crowd is going wild. That's a lot of people. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. And hello, Sarasota. Special place to me. Special place. And I'm thrilled to be home in the great state of Florida with the thousands and thousands of proud American patriots who stand strong for faith and family and God and country and never forget free and fair elections and strong borders. Let me begin by wishing each and every one of you a blessed and happy 4th of July. And also, please, may we have a moment of silence for the victims and families of the Horrible building collapse in Surfside, Florida. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Terrible, terrible tragedy. Tomorrow we will celebrate 245 years of glorious American independence. And it will not be canceled, by the way. It will be canceled. And we will teach young people across the country that George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, John Hancock will forever be American heroes. People want to take their names off buildings. Can you believe it? They took names off buildings like George Washington. And I told you, this is where they're coming from. We're not going to let that happen. They will never be purged from history or canceled from our hearts. 
The mission for all of us here tonight is to preserve the legacy of July 4th, 1776. And to defend our liberty from the radical left movement that seeks to cancel this date, demolish our heritage, and destroy our beloved nation. In just five months, the Biden administration has launched an all-out assault on everything we cherish and we value. Under Joe Biden and the left, I don't know if it's Joe, to be honest with you. It's somebody. Does anybody know who it is? It's somebody. Speech is under assault like never before. Religious liberty is being crushed. Nobody took care of religious liberty like we did. Dissenters are being persecuted. Our streets are being overtaken by vicious thugs and bloodthirsty criminals, Democrat cities. Our border is being erased before our very eyes. It was never stronger than the border that we created just a few months ago. Critical race theory is being shoved down our children's throats and into the ranks of our military. And our generals are even going for it. Maybe they're just doing that because they think that's politics. They ought to focus on China and Russia and other things of far greater importance. Big tech monopolies are out of control. Men are allowed to play in women's sports. So unfair, so crazy, and so bad for women's and the whole women's sports movement. So unfair, so bad. It'll end. It'll end. It'll end hopefully sooner rather than later. And our leaders are weakly bowing down to Russia, Iran, and communist China. There's only one way to save our nation. We have to work harder than ever before to win the colossal victory for America first Republicans in the midterms next year. And we have to keep fighting exactly like we are for right now. And I'll be doing exactly that. And we need your help. We need the help of this great country. And I just left Ohio a few days ago. We had 42,000 people also. And this crowd is big. They say you, we lost, you had like this massive storm. They say we lost nobody. We lost nobody. I love those guys back there. Together we will take back the House, we will take back the Senate, and we will take back America. We're not going to let this happen. Three days ago, I traveled to the southern border to witness Joe Biden's demolition of American sovereignty firsthand. You saw that. What a demolition it was. The Biden administration's willful and deliberate obliteration of America's borders and immigration laws is a crime against this nation. We will not stop and we will not rest until illegal policies are overturned. And there's so many of them. They work so quickly. 
Under my administration, we stood up to the open borders lobby, and it is a big and powerful lobby, and nobody knows why. How the hell is this good for our country? People coming in, they're releasing them from prisons. They're criminals at the highest level, murderers, drug dealers. We took on the corrupt special interests. We fought the radical globalists left, and we won, won, won. We won so much. And then we had a rigged election, unfortunately. When I left office, we had the most secure border in U.S. history. We ended catch and release. We ended asylum fraud. We stopped the migrant caravans. You know the caravans? They're coming back. They're coming back like never before. We deported criminal aliens by the tens of thousands. We achieved a 95% reduction in illegal border crossings. And we built nearly 500 miles of border wall, really big, powerful, strong border wall. Would have been nice if they finished the border wall, and they got to paint the border wall, too. We needed another couple of months. It would have been completed. It took us two and a half years of litigation. We were sued by the Democrats. We were sued by Schumer, Pelosi, the Democrats. Two and a half years. We won 11 lawsuits, and we started almost 500 miles. Incredible. But they got to finish it up. Just finish it up. Little sections left. Already bought, already paid for. The steel and concrete are sitting right there. Just put it up and get it done. But now Joe Biden has intentionally dismantled the border and allowed the cartels, coyotes, child smugglers, woman smugglers, the biggest smugglers, they're the women smugglers, drug dealers, murderers and savage MS-13 gang members to infiltrate our country like never before. It's never been like this. Think of it, six months ago, we had the safest border in history. Now we have the worst and most unsafe border in history. But we are helping other countries because their prisons are very soon going to be totally empty. Thank you very much. They're sending them into our country. They're saying, we don't want these people. They're sending them into our country. Biden terminated, remain in Mexico. How good was that? You can't come in, you have to be in Mexico. They were taking everybody. He ripped up our safe third agreements with Central America. You know, we had agreements with other countries. They didn't want to take back prisoners. They didn't want to take back MS-13, criminals at the worst kind, murderers. And I said, well, why aren't they taking them back? They didn't do it during Obama. You couldn't get them out of our country. They'd put airplanes all along the runway so our planes couldn't land. They'd have to come back into the United States, loaded up with MS-13 gang members. And you've heard me say this. I said to our people, really, that's terrible. How much do we pay them? Sir, we pay them $500 million a year. I said, that's okay, stop payment. And I stopped payment. I stopped payment. And the next day, I got a call from head of Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. And they said, uh, sir, you stopped payment on the money that the United States was, in brackets, stupidly sending us. You stopped payment, sir, why? 
I said, because you're not taking back people that should be in your country. You're forcing them into ours and you're not letting us bring them back. And we're not going to pay you ever again. We're not giving you anything. They said, but sir, there must be a misunderstanding. We would love to have MS-13 back. Please, please send that. So the following day, they all went back and we sent them back by the thousands. And they reversed that and they reversed our asylum reforms and they halted the border wall and they shut down ICE the brave, great patriots of ICE and instituted catch and release nationwide. And you know what that is. You catch someone, a criminal, a murderer, you take the name, they don't have much of an address, and you release them into our country. Congratulations. You've got a nice murderer now, and you have them by the thousands. In just five months, the Biden administration has created a crisis of unthinkable proportions. Illegal immigration is up nearly 1,000% from when I was president. And at this time in 2020, think of it, there has never been anything like the border that we created. And people could come into our country, but they had to come into our country legally. Arrivals of migrant alien youth are up nearly 500%. And they're being resettled in cities and towns all across the United States at taxpayer expense. And, you know, they have suicide watch for so many of these young children. They're on suicide watch because the way they're being treated and the way they were treated, you've seen them. They get them dropped off the wall. They drop them from a 30-foot wall. But there are many of them on suicide watch. But that's not all. American taxpayers are now being forced to pay for the relatives of illegal aliens to be flown here to join them in the United States. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Because it's called chain migration. You know what chain migration is? Somebody comes, whether he's killer, not killer, drug dealer, not... He comes here, he's allowed to bring in his mother, his father, his sister, his brother, his aunt, his uncle, his grandfather, his grandmother. He's allowed to bring in anybody he wants or she wants, and we don't want that, and we ended it, and now they're opening it up again. They're bringing people in by the hundreds of thousands, by the millions, by the way. You know, when they report they're up almost a thousand percent, they don't, they don't know, because for everyone you catch, they say five times, they say multiply times five, I say multiply at times more than ten times, more than ten times. They're destroying our country. We are witnessing an illegal mass migration that is planned, facilitated, funded, aided, and abetted by the far-left Democrats, who, thanks to a totally rigged and dishonest election, now control the United States government. Think of that. Think of that. Think of that. But that didn't happen in Florida, did it? Just as I predicted under Joe Biden, America has no borders, And if his policies are not reversed immediately, we will have no country. And, you know, I watch every once in a while some of our great people in Congress who are here. We have a lot of great people here tonight, and we're going to introduce some of them. And we have great representatives. But I watch them say, oh, we have to immediately go back to the Trump policy. Not that easy. Like, you got to make a new deal with these countries. you got to make new deals with Mexico. I have a great relationship with the president of Mexico. He may be a socialist, but I like him a lot. Is that okay? It's okay to get along with heads of other countries, don't you think? You know, he gave us free 
28,000 soldiers to protect our border. Free. I got them for nothing. But I promise not to put tariffs on his cars, but that's okay. You know, they sold 32% of our automobile manufacturing business over a 30-year period. I'd say that's a lot. But he's terrific, and we got along great. He did a great job, and one of the reasons we brought it down so low. And he doesn't want people coming from all over the world traipsing through Mexico. And by the way, they come from the Middle East. They come from lots of places. You don't want to know about it. Tonight, I want to speak to every border agent, ICE officer, and law enforcement professional who Joe Biden has cruelly betrayed. He's betrayed. They lied during the campaign. I told you they were lying, but... A lot of people didn't believe me. They lied like hell. Did they lie about energy? Remember, we want energy. They're closing down everything. You will not be energy independent for another two weeks. I'll tell you what, another couple of weeks, you're not going to be energy. I was so proud. We are energy independent. We didn't need the Middle East. We didn't need Russia. We didn't need anybody. In two weeks, in two weeks, you will not be energy independent. They're canceling leases. They're stopping drilling. They want to go to windmills, right? Windmills. Wind. Wind. Oh, boy, oh, boy. They want to go, let's go build a windmill, Alice. And if the wind isn't blowing, don't worry about it, darling. We'll have to learn to live a different way. I think it's so sad. You know, I'm not against a lot of things. But when I see these big towers, these big wind towers that are rotting and rusting and they make a lot of noise, and they drive down the value of your homes if you happen to be in earshot or sight. And it's very intermittent energy. It's not good. And they're ruining our fields. They're ruining our oceans. And they're all made in China. And they're all made in Germany. Germany and China make 100% of those big wind towers. So they got to be laughing at us. It's so sad. You saw what happened in Texas. They froze up. Got a little cold. They froze up. I think uh, Texas, uh, you have a great governor in Texas. I think that Texas should say, no more wind. We've got so much oil and gas, they don't know what to do with it. 500 years worth. To all law enforcement, I want you to know that the American people thank you. They believe in you. They love you. They respect you. They need you. And we are going to fight for you. Law enforcement's been treated very badly, but we love you. I just met a lot of them. Backstage, I'll tell you, these are, these are great people. We're going to elect a Republican Congress to terminate Joe Biden's open border catastrophe, defund his extreme agenda, and give our ICE and Border Patrol the resources, support, and gratitude they so richly deserve. The Socialist Democrats have not only brought chaos and bedlam to the border, they brought every bad thing you can have to this border. This border is a disaster. By defunding police, and by the way, do you hear the new one? It was the Republicans. You know what they do? It's called disinformation, like Russia, Russia, Russia. Trump was so friendly with Russia. Trump worked for Russia. You know, they say it over and over on the fake news media. Oh, there's a lot of them back there. Trump loves Russia. You know, I'm the one that exposed the pipeline. I shut down the pipeline to Europe. I don't think they like me too much. But, you know, they say it over and over. And so now they're getting killed by the defund the police, which they're doing, by the way. But they're getting absolutely killed. So all of a sudden, they said today, I heard in, 
There's a word disinformation. It's called dis. If you say it enough and keep saying it, just keep saying, it, they'll start to believe you. We can't let that happen because now they're saying the Republicans wanted to defund the police. I said, you know, I heard it for the first time. I said, you know, did I hear that wrong? Please uh, play that over again. You know, nowadays we can actually play things over again. I said, play it over again. It was the Republicans' fault. It is such a disaster what these people do. It's disinformation. They say it again and again and again. And after months and months of hearing it, and we have no free press anymore. The free press is truly gone. Other than a few sources, it's gone. So they get away with this stuff. We cannot let it happen. We have to be much tougher, stronger, and smarter. We have to be. By defunding police, abolishing cash bail, and releasing tens and tens and tens of thousands of dangerous criminals from jail, the radical left is bringing a nightmare of mayhem and lawlessness to every city, every suburb, and every community in America. You know, when, when they come in through these jails, they don't stay there. They go all throughout your beautiful community. That includes Florida and Ohio and Iowa and every other state in the union. Joe Biden canceled our program to send federal law enforcement to cities overrun by violent crime. Isn't it interesting to know that every one of those cities is Democrat, leaving innocent Americans at the mercy of brutal gangsters and ruthless killers? People are afraid to go into those cities. Now the murder rate has just seen its largest single-year increase in history, all in Democrat-run cities and areas. Think of that. Now, how do they recover from that? Look at Chicago, such a great city, and now look at what's happened. Look at New York. The prosecutors never want to talk about anybody that murdered. They don't want to talk about anybody that's trafficking in drugs. They're letting the people out by the thousands. The bloodshed is beyond belief. This week, a 21-year-old U.S. Marine was hit by a stray bullet in broad daylight while standing in the middle of Times Square. 78 people were shot in Chicago last week alone. Now, just think of that. You know, we talk, 78 people. You know, people are sort of thinking about other things. Maybe you're not having a great time. Is everybody having a great time today? Even though the subject is a negative one, eventually this subject will be the most positive one you've ever been involved in, okay? Now, these rallies are incredible. They all want the reserve. When are you bringing back the rally? And I'm so glad this is one of our great early rallies. And this area is so great. We won Florida by a lot. We won Florida by a lot. So, you know, I live in Florida. I'm a citizen of Florida. Listen to this. So when I was down here, thank you very much, but I turned on television, commercial after commercial after commercial. I think they spent $240 million in Florida. One lightweight put up $100 million of negative ads. I don't know. He was jealous because he did so poorly in a debate. Something happened. Put up $100 million. They spent hundreds of millions. I turn on every commercial was a kill. I called my people. I said, how the hell can I win Florida? 
They said, sir, you're going to win in a landslide. And that's what happened. That's what happened. It's pretty amazing. Because ultimately, the people are really smart. They don't get enough credit. If you want law and order and justice, you have only one choice. You must vote Republican or MAGA. MAGA, we love MAGA. Make America great again. Vote Republican. We have some good ones, right? America first. Save America. But there's something about MAGA. Just keeps coming back, right? MAGA. MAGA country. Even while the Democrat extremists let murderers, rapists, drug dealers, and dangerous criminals run wild in Democrat cities, they're corrupting and weaponizing the law against their political opponents. Oh, gee, I'm so surprised. Radical left New York City and state prosecutors who have allowed crime to skyrocket to We have never seen anything like what's happened. Record levels. Record murders up a percentage that's not even possible and outrageously and shamefully continuing the greatest witch hunt. That's what they do. They go and target me. They target. I've been targeted since I came down the escalator. Remember Mueller, the 18 angry Democrats? Remember that? They had more resources. They spent $48 million. And in the end, they said there was no collusion. I couldn't believe they came up with that. A friend of mine said, you have to be the cleanest guy in history. Think of it. Two and a half years, 48 million, the Mueller report, no collusion. This is the kind of persecution that they're doing as an example in New York, and they're doing it all over, that you would see in a third world nation. This isn't for us. It's reminiscent of a communist dictatorship targeting your political opponents for Really, it is. It is. Uh, think of it. Prosecution. They prosecute people. Good people. Fabulous people. People that love our country. Honest people. Fabricating charges to try and silence them. Abusing the justice system and leaking out information on a daily basis in the press to engage in flagrant character assassination. Every day I pick up the paper. Hey, what did they leak out today? It's unprecedented, unheard of, and totally unacceptable in America for prosecutors to run for office on a promise to get their political enemies. How about the one, New York State? We're going to get Trump. I'm running. She's running. I'm going to get Trump. I promise. Knows nothing about me. All she knows, she's going to get me from the day she got in. I'm going to get Trump. But you know, the people are wise to it. The people, they people get it. I'm going to get Trump. Vote for me. I don't know a damn thing about him, but I'm going to get him. But even if they've committed no crimes, no problems, it's a fascist and authoritarian. And the people who talk about democracy are literally destroying it before our very eyes. Nobody can believe the things that we're witnessing. So many things. After hundreds of subpoenas, and that includes Mueller and all of the Congress where I was, I have been, think of it, probably no president has done more than we have, the Trump administration, including me, with the military, with the lowest taxes, the biggest tax cut ever, with the biggest regulation cuts. Uh, we built Space Force, so important, so many things. By the way, we developed a vaccine in nine months instead of five years, okay, which everybody's 
big, big deal. Lots of big deals. But but just think of it. We did all of this and constantly under investigation by the radical left. From day one, from the day I came down the escalator with your great and beautiful future first lady. Right from that day. They do love our first lady, I will say. She's great. She is great. And she loves you. And she says hello. After over three million pages of documents. Think of that. Three million pages. Great company. Big, big company. Great company. They don't give you credit for that. I used to get a lot of credit. I get credit from the people that know. Four years of searching dozens and dozens of interviews and millions and millions of dollars spent of taxpayer funds, all wasted. The radical left continues to search for a crime and wreck lives, break laws, violate every principle of justice, fairness, and liberty. You see it. You see it on a constant basis. It's really called prosecutorial misconduct. It's a terrible, terrible thing. There's no depth to which the radical left will not sink to stop our Make America Great Again movement. Think of it. New York prosecutors did not go after a single financial firm after the 2008 financial crisis caused by all of those firms, which devastated and almost destroyed our country. No one was ever held accountable. No one. They did not go after Hunter Biden or his father for major crimes. So, you know, Joe was totally in on it. Look, you know, he, Joe said, I didn't know anything about it. A report came out today in the New York Post, and actually by some great reporters. New York Post has done an incredible job. But where Joe Biden knew everything. He knew everything. Hunter Biden, what they did with money pouring in from Russia, from Ukraine, from China. They didn't go after Hillary Clinton and her foundation. They didn't touch her. They leave Democrats alone, no matter how bad they are. But they've mobilized every power of government to come after me, my family, my wonderful employees, and my company solely because of politics. They want to do things to hurt us. We're too smart. We're too good. I think we're too good. And we're too united. Because remember this. The Democrats have horrible policy. Think of it. Open borders, sanctuary cities. I mean, the policies are so... Defund the police. It's their policy. Remember, don't let them talk anybody out of that. But they have horrible policy. But they stick together. They're very vicious people. Far more vicious than Republicans. I don't know why. I wish... I wish I could say that we would fight back the way they fight. But they do have one thing that's good. They stick together. You don't have Mitt Romney and little Ben Sass and these people. You don't have these people. They stick together. And I respect that. The harder I fight for you, the harder they come after me. Crime is rampant on our streets of these cities. And these prosecutors refuse to prosecute even for murder, deadly assault, robbery, drug and human trafficking. They refuse to prosecute. The only one they want to prosecute is me or Republicans. How many of the Congress people are under investigation? They're letting thousands and thousands of criminals out of jail. You saw it was just announced. They're letting all these people, many of them, look at the people they're letting, and these people are going on the streets. 
There's no cash bail, there's no justice, and the people are afraid to go to our Democrat-run cities. I don't like going. They're afraid to go. Who the hell wants to go? And yet they go after good, hard-working people for not paying taxes on a company car. Company car. You didn't pay tax on the car or a company apartment. You used an apartment because you need an apartment because you have to travel too far where your house is. You didn't pay tax. Or education for your grandchildren. I don't even know. Do you have to? But does anybody know the answer to that stuff? Okay. But they indict people for that. But for murder and for selling massive amounts of the worst drugs in the world that kill people left and right, that's okay. Think of it. Think of how unfair it is. Never before has New York City and their prosecutors or perhaps any prosecutors criminally charged a company or a person for fringe benefits. Fringe benefits. Murder's okay. Human trafficking, no problem. But fringe benefits, you can't do that. Every abuse, and by the way, every company and every who the hell, they, people don't even know. They don't even know. Every abuse and attack they throw my way is solely because I have been fighting for you against the corrupt establishment. That's all it is. I mean, you know how many investigations? They've all seen this. Mueller, he spent $48 million. He saw it. They also, many people, they saw it. But this last group, the radical left, they said, listen, we failed in Washington to get him. Here's the papers. See if you can take him out, New York. Radical left New York. It's because I have called for their, and I called them, out on the lies and exposed their incompetence and taken away their power. And perhaps most importantly, it's because I got, we got, I got 75 million votes. And by the way, And by the way, it's probably a lot more than that. But that's by far the most of any sitting president in history. Thank you. But that's by far the most of any sitting president in the history of our country, far more than Obama, far more than anybody. And again, uh, how many more would we have gotten with fair elections? How many? I can tell you, I think many millions and millions, but a lot of things are happening. Watch, just stay tuned. I want to... uh, Thank so many of the states. You look at what's going on in some of the states. It's incredible what they're doing because they get it. And I'm far more popular now than on Election Day because the people have watched what the hell has happened to our country in just a very short period of time. What they are doing is a disgrace to our nation. It's really an atrocious abuse of power. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. And the American people will not stand for it. I know that. 
Now, we're thrilled to be joined tonight by many outstanding Republican leaders, and they're really friends of mine, and they're warriors. And there are a few here that I'm not going to introduce because they're not warriors, so the hell with them. Who cares? They're not warriors. They're not warriors. But these people are incredible, and these are the kind of people we need. And these are the people that made our country great. These are the people with the attitudes. This is what made our country great. And they are amazing. Representative Greg Stubbe. Stand up, Greg. Vern Buchanan. Vern, thank you. Thank you, Vern. A very shy man, Mike Waltz. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Great job you're doing, Mike. Somebody with an unbelievable future. I wish I had his future. I want his future. Byron Donalds. I knew that right away, right? I gave him an endorsement. I met him. I said, I'm endorsing him. It took about 12 minutes. A friend of mine, a great guy. He's fighting, fighting, fighting. And I guess they don't like people that do that. But he's somebody who's very special in so many ways. And he's a very brave guy, Matt Gates. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Another warrior and somebody that really loves this state. You know who it is? You know who it is, right? Gus Bilirakis. Gus Bilirakis. He's uh, somebody that fights like hell. Where is he? Gus. Thank you, Gus. Scott Franklin. You know Scott? Thanks, Scott. And a woman who's become a friend of mine. She's incredible. And I guarantee you nobody's going into her house unless they have approval. There was no games, right? He's, he's screaming out, Lauren, it's Lauren. Lauren Bobert. Nobody's going into your house, Lauren, don't worry. On top of it, I just met her husband, and definitely nobody's going into her house. Thanks, Lauren. Vice Chair of the Florida GOP, Christian Ziegler. Christian, thank you. Great job. Great job on the election. My son, Don, who got up and made a speech. Did he do a good job? Did he do a good job? Yeah. People love Don. He's a great guy. And Kimberly Guilfoyle. I listened to their speeches. They were great. And I just want to thank all of them and others that are here. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of people from our Republican Party. They fought like hell in this election against... A lot of arts, because the money that was spent is unprecedented, and we won easily. We won by a lot, by a record. And I just want to thank them all, and uh, the people from Congress and the people from the Republican Party. Uh, what a job you did, and thank you very much. Thank you. I also want to thank a group. It's called Right Side Broadcasting Network for their longtime coverage of our incredible movement.
You know, they got banned because they held a speech or something, and they got banned from where? They got banned. And they don't give a damn. They're out there. They're fighters. They have been so great. And uh, OAN and Newsmax and a lot of, lot of great people. A lot of great. We're getting the word out like never before. It's been amazing. This is all live stuff. And a lot of cameras are going right now. That's good. Thank you very much. I don't want to mention bad about anybody because they'll turn those cameras off immediately. And I also want to thank a man who is a true fighter. You do not want to fight with him. These are tough guys, but don't fight with this guy. Jorge Masvidal, because he brought Miami to a level that nobody thought a Republican could get to. And Jorge, I want to thank you very much. You are really, he is truly a warrior. Even our folks from Congress would say Jorge is a warrior. A very special thanks also to Sky King Fireworks. And, you know, you know, Sky King said we are big fans and we want to do a great show. So I'll let you know if it's any good, because right after I'm finished, we're going to have the best fireworks you've ever seen. I'm staying. I'm staying. Sky King. And the Sarasota Republican Party, led by my good friend, Florida Republican Party Chairman Joe Gruters, for tonight's fireworks show. Where's Joe? I love Joe. Joe gave me the man of the year. Before I ever did this, he gave me man of the year twice. He gave it to me once, and then he gave it to me during Romney's convention because he probably knew where Romney was going and that wasn't to a victory but it was during the convention and he I said you know I have a little conflict I have the convention he said I'll take the award I came I came to Sarasota I think that night or the night before and uh, Joe has done a fantastic job thank you very much Joe appreciate it and other people that have been incredible my people came up they said please sir would you do us a favor what would you thank the sarasota police and fire departments for the incredible job and i said yes i will yes i will and they said sir also please sir sarasota county sheriff's office and all of law enforcement here tonight from all over florida we thank you we love you and we appreciate it thank you very much Look at those people. Nobody's going to mess with them. Nobody's messing with them. But they were incredible tonight. You know, we had a lot of people came into this area, and they came in quickly. And with you came the storms, and then you sat, and you got drenched. Is everybody drenched? Well, you don't have to worry about taking a shower tonight. That's so clean. That water is so clean and nice. Each and every one of us here tonight is part of a movement unlike anything the world has ever seen before. It's true. Never been a movement. Never been a movement like this. You know, I know people, good people, they've uh, gone into Republican primaries, Democrat primaries, and they did, you know, really well. They came in second, third, fourth, and they became famous for the rest of their lives and their commentators, and they're good. We won the presidency. We changed the world. We gained respect all over the world for our country again. And wait till you see what's going to happen, because great, great things are going to happen for our country. But there's never been anything like it. There's never been anything like it. We've already accomplished more than anyone thought even possible.
And that's despite, as I said before, all of the everyday subpoenas, this subpoenas. You know, Congress has sent back hundreds and hundreds every day on a daily basis. We got subpoenas. They want to see this. They want to see that. Somebody said to me, very smart person, one of the smartest people, actually, very successful, said, could I ask you a question? First of all, how do you take it? I said, I don't know. It almost becomes like part of the work program. How do you take it? How the hell do you take it? And they ask me that question a lot. How do you do this? But what we've done is something that nobody thought possible. How do you do it? We do it because I love what we've done. And what we've done is going to get better and better. And the beautiful thing about what happened is now people can see how bad it can go and how quickly it can be taken away. And we can't let that happen. We can't let that happen. And to think, to think that we were all set. I'll tell you what, we would have had a deal with Iran in one week. One week. Thank you. I love you too. Look at that. I love you too. Thank you. Thank you. We would have had a deal with Iran in one week. We had done such a great job in China. You know the story with China. We made one of the greatest trade deals ever made. But once the plague came in from China, I felt much to, I don't even talk about it, but it's helped our farmers a lot and our manufacturers. And, and they have lived up to that deal. I will say that about China. Uh, but it's, uh, it's just a terrible thing. And so many other things were happening that were so positive. You know, North Korea, President Obama told me that North Korea is going to be the biggest problem. I got along with Kim Jong-un. I got along with him great. And it was only a very corrupt election that slowed us down. But good things are going to happen. Remember, we passed record-setting tax cuts. We imposed massive regulation cuts. We adopted pro-American energy policies and achieved, oh, it's so sad to say it, because you're not going to have it anymore. Look at that beautiful price that you're paying now in gasoline. Aren't you happy at $3.50? You know what? In a year from now, you'll be extremely happy at 350 because it's going to go a hell of a lot higher. 187 to 350, but we had it done. American energy independence. I was so proud of that. We fought for fair trade because every country in the world was ripping off the United States. The European Union was almost as bad as China, but nobody wants to say that. You know, it's Europe. Nobody wants to say. And then we got them to pay NATO, NATO. $430 billion because they weren't paying their bills. So I said, listen, you're ripping us off on trade. You know the expression, how many Chevrolets do you find in the middle of Munich? Not too many, like maybe one. I doubt it. I doubt it. And yet they send their cars in by the millions. No, they didn't treat us well and they don't. But uh, big changes were ma being made and made and made. But together we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. Think of it, before the plague came in. Before the plague came in, and then when the plague did come in, the China virus came in, we did it again. We did it again. 
and you have a great economy. If we didn't have the strong foundation, and the radical left used to look for any country, India at the time was doing pretty well. Look at how well India is doing. Now, really, how well is India doing? They got a lot of problems. Look at how well this country, this country, they have suffered at a level that nobody ever thought. But all these countries, that we, and they were only doing it to try, try and compare us to a country that they thought at the time was doing well. They didn't do too well. Because what India and others are going through right now is not even thinkable. Not even thinkable. And what we're doing now is we're, if they don't kill it with inflation and all the factors, because you're going to see some things that are happening that are very bad. They're doing some very dangerous and very bad things. But we've never had an economy like we had before. And we built it because the foundation was so strong. Remember this. We had 160 million people working. We were never even close to that. African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, women, women, young people, people with a diploma, people without a diploma. People from MIT, Harvard, and Wharton, they did great. People that didn't go to the best schools did great. Everybody was doing great. And actually, I was getting calls from people on the left. Let's get together. I'm telling you, it was starting. I was starting to see that there was going to be unity. And then we got hit by the plague and we had to get to work. But I was starting to see things because they couldn't fight it. We never had better employment numbers. We never had. Every group was making more than they had ever made before. And the biggest beneficiary were blue collar workers. It was a beautiful thing to watch. And I'm telling you, had we not been hit by the plague, this country would be very unified. I really believe it. Can you believe that? And I'm never sure, you know, I wouldn't have said that, but I was getting calls from people that you would not have believed, very friendly calls. They couldn't believe what was happening. And then we got hit and we had to do it again. And we did it twice. We did it twice. During the pandemic, we produced three vaccines in record time. And remember, three to five years, they said. And they said, but it probably won't happen. I got it done in less than nine months. What a difference. What a difference. And you have to have your freedom as to taking it and all of that. But what a difference. What a great thing. And that's for the world. Had we not had that, we wouldn't all be here tonight. We wouldn't be here. It would be a whole different world tonight. And I'm talking world, not just the United States. What we saved. I think we would have had another 1917 Spanish flu. That's what I believe. We're close to 100 million people, they say, died. But while Joe Biden now wants credit for all of our successes, do you remember during the inauguration, he said he created the vaccine? I said, no, Joe, we gave you the vaccine on December 11th. Remember, we put it into your arm to keep you safe, Joe. His radical agenda and far-left policies have already begun to destroy our country. Biden canceled the American Keystone XL pipeline. Can you believe that? 48,000 jobs. And he approved the Russian pipeline to Europe. It's not even... And they say Trump wasn't tough on Russia. Really? I stopped their pipeline. The single greatest source of income for Russia was their pipeline. I stopped it. And this guy immediately let it go through. So what's that all about? Trump wasn't tough on Russia. And I actually had and have a very good relationship with President Putin. But that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's actually a very good thing. 
And until the plague came in, I had a very good relationship with President Xi of China. And I have a very good relationship with Kim Jong-un. And isn't it nice that you can actually have those relationships? And you know what? And with the European leaders, even though they knew I wasn't going to take their nonsense because they rip us off at a level that you've never seen before outside of China and a couple of others. Biden re-entered the job-killing Paris Climate Accord, okay? That's going to cost us a trillion dollars, and you have to close a lot of factories. It was a big mistake to do it. China doesn't kick into that deal for many, many years. Russia kicks in at the lowest level, and we're going to pay trillions of dollars for that, lose lots of business. It's a disaster. You know, one thing that happened, the World Health Organization. So when I pulled out of that because they blew every conceivable thing having to do, they said, keep your country open, I close it. Don't forget, you know, people said, why didn't you fire Fauci? I said, I didn't have to. I always did the opposite of what he said, so why should I fire him? He said, keep the country open. And I had a good relationship with him. Honestly, I had a pretty good relationship. He said, just call me Tony, sir. I call him, just call me Tony. He said, sir, just call me Tony. He's a hell of a promoter, though. Don't you agree? Remember, no masks. Masks are terrible. Don't wear masks. And now he's a uh, radical masker. Have three masks, and if you can, put on goggles and a helmet. Different kind of a deal. But Biden's pushing now the largest tax hike in history. I gave you the largest tax decrease in the history of our country. That's what I mean about their policies. How the hell can open borders, tax increases, all of these things, sanctuary cities, all of the crap they want to teach our kids in school, how can that be good? You know what? If they had good policy, I think they'd be hard to beat. But their policy is so bad. It's so radical and it's so sick that they really aren't going to do well. And I think we're going to have it's already less than a year and a half away. Can you believe that? We're going to show them. We're going to show them. We have great people like these people. And we're going to show them Joe Biden's infrastructure plan would annihilate America's suburbs by abolishing single-family home zoning here in Florida and nationwide. And the reason they mention that is because I wrote all of that stuff off. You know that. I used to campaign on the suburbs. Then they say, how did Trump do with women in the suburbs? I think I did very well. I think. You know, a great pollster, John McLaughlin, I got 63 million votes, and John McLaughlin said, Sir, if you get 64 or 65, the election is over, you win. Because most presidents go down in the second term when they run. Obama went way down. He won the second time. You know, his competition was Romney. Who the hell is it going to beat Romney in, in one of the worst campaigns in history? It was an embarrassment. But he beat Romney, but he went down. He got fewer votes. And they go, this is John, great pollster. He goes, sir, I will tell you, if you can get 64 million or 65 million, there is no way you can lose the election. I got 75 million, and they said, you lost the election. The USA Today explained Biden's deranged socialist scheme with, quote, a house with a white picket fence and a big backyard for the 4th of July barbecue celebration may be a staple of the American dream, but experts and local politicians say multifamily zoning is the key to combating climate change. Always climate change. And remember this, climate change. 
You only have nine years left, right? Remember where AOC got up? We have 12 years. Well, we might have problems. We better be careful about nuclear and our... But you're not going to worry about it. You're just going to do everything right. You'll be fine. But we have, because of climate change, 12 years to live. They were down to now nine. Is anybody nervous about it? Somehow I'm not. I'm not. But racial injustice and nation's growing housing crisis. And that was the quote. In other words, if Biden and the radical Democrats get their way, you can kiss your suburbs, your Fourth of July, your barbecue, and you can kiss the American dream goodbye. You know that. And by the way, when we when we draw crowds, look, there's not even an election. Now, we are looking at the election, but more than looking at it. But you know what? There's not even an election. But if we come out to Florida or a few days ago, like Ohio or wherever we go, we have tens of thousands of people show up. That means you're damn unhappy and you're looking for hope. You're looking for hope. And you're right, because they're going to destroy our country. The leftist Democrats truly seem to hate our country and really despise our way of life. And it's hard to believe that they can. You know, you think about it. We want good education. We want a strong military. We want borders. We want uh, all the different things. We want to have income. We want so many basic things. It's so easy. Space Force is wonderful. They didn't want to have Space Force. They, all of these things, all of these things, it's so basic. You know, I actually call it the party of common sense. Somebody said, are you a very strong conservative? I said, you know, I guess so, but I'm really a person that believes in common sense. I don't want to have the open borders. I don't want to have open borders. I don't want to have sanctuary cities that are protecting criminals, murderers, all sorts of people. I don't want to have that. I want to have great education. I want to have a powerful, powerful military. I want to have powerful and wonderful law enforcement. They don't. They wanted to fund the police. And Joe Biden is perhaps the most unpatriotic president in American history in that sense. He canceled the 4th of July fireworks display at Mount Rushmore. Now, think of it, you know, Christy, great governor, she came to me. Christy Noem, she came to me, sir. For many, many years, we haven't been able to do fireworks at Mount Rushmore. I said, why? They say it's the environment, and they say it's dangerous. I say, really? Is there anything that's going to catch a fire? No, sir. I said, yeah, it's all stone, right? Stone. Stone's not going to burn. And I approved it three years ago. They had some of the most beautiful... There's almost nothing we can do in Sarasota to top it. If this fireworks company does anything close, I'll be very impressed, okay? But we had fireworks at Mount Rushmore that was so incredible. And it's all stone. It's stone. And it was wonderful. And then I saw the other day that they refused to allow it to happen again. I think they do it in spite. It's so ridiculous. It's so sad. The left wants to cancel the heroes on Mount Rushmore. They actually want to take... Mount Rushmore. You've heard this. I mean, nobody's surprised. They want to take down the Jefferson Memorial. They probably don't want to take it down. They want to take the statue of Thomas Jefferson out and replace it with somebody. By the way, let me tell you, you're not going to be happy with the person they want to replace him with. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Jefferson is being removed from the Jefferson Memorial and being replaced with the Reverend Al Sharpton. 
I don't think so. No. Well, nobody would have a problem with that. No, I could name plenty that they want to replace them with, and uh, not good. It's not good. It's not acceptable. Not acceptable. We stopped that. That was going to, they were heading that way, and I signed the bill. If you touch it, you go to jail for 10 years. And everyone turned around and they went back home. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Thomas Jefferson Memorial is now going to replace by Joe Biden. President Biden is going to replace. You know, one thing I'll say, he made the State of the Union thing. And honestly, it was sad. It was sad. And I felt badly for him. I do, because I want what's good for the country. But this was a very sad situation, and Nancy was behind him. She had the single biggest mask I've ever seen on a human being. This mask went from her hair all the way down to here. The biggest mask I've ever seen, and he was making it. He had a hard time with the speech. He was stumbling a lot. A lot of bad, a lot of bad things were happening with that speech, and I said, that's really sad. And then I turned on MSDNC and CNN. I just wanted to see what they uh, thought. And they go, uh, this was one of the truly great speeches of our time. You know, FDR, a lot of people here might not like FDR, but he was a great, elegant speaker, right? The only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Right? Remember how beautiful the words were so beautiful. The voice was so beautiful. The brain actually worked well. It was a good brain. And one of them on CNN said, this very much compares to the late, great FDR. They said that. And that's why their credibility has gone down the tubes. They were comparing his speech which was sad. It was sad. They were comparing it to FDR. No, that doesn't work. But their credibility is at an all-time low. The media, the fake news media, is at an all. Did I have anything to do with that? I think so. I think it's one of my greatest achievements. I think one of my greatest achievements is explaining to people that the media in this country is corrupt. And it's corrupt. Going to go down as one of my greatest achievements. Camera just went off. Two cameras just went off. They don't like it when I do that. I like to give them warning so they could just go to a commercialism. Biden canceled my 1776 commission to honor America's founding. Within hours of taking office, almost immediately, great people were put on that commission, great, great patriots. He canceled the National Garden of American Heroes, who was going to the great state of Tennessee. And he announced one year ago tonight to celebrate, this was announced about a year ago, it was going to Tennessee. We were going to build beautiful, magnificent statues to the greatest people in the history of our country. He canceled it. Why? Why would you do that? It was going to Tennessee. The Biden White House publicly took the side of the Olympic athlete who denounced the national anthem and who shunned our great flag. And in place of old-fashioned love of America, the Biden administration has new rules pushing hateful Marxist critical race theory into our children's schools and into our military. The poisonous left-wing doctrine is flagrant racism it's plain and simple. It's pure, plain racism. 
It has no place in our schools, in our military, or in our country. When we take back Congress, Republicans must defund immediately critical race theory in our military and refuse to pass any spending bill that does not stop these mind trainings and restore order to our borders. With Joe Biden and the radical left, it is always America last. It's America last. Look at what he's doing. It's America last. Other countries are laughing at us. They are. They can't even believe it. While I was president, it was always America first, and our country was respected again. We withdrew from the horrible Iran nuclear deal. How about that beauty? $150 billion, $1.8 billion in cash. We wiped out ISIS and other radical Islamic terrorists. Biden has a lot to be thankful for. But Obama couldn't do it. Obama-Biden couldn't do it. We did it. We knocked out the entire caliphate in Syria, Iraq. We terminated al-Baghdadi and Soleimani. We fully rebuilt the United States military and completely restarted the NASA space program. All these ships you see, that's because of us. It was closed. There was grass growing out of the cracks on the runway. NASA, I went down, I said, this is sad. We totally opened it up. Now everyone's bidding millions of dollars to go up to space. We created Space Force and we took care of our vets like nobody has ever taken care of our vets. Getting a 92% approval rating, the highest in history by many, many points. Our vets, thank you. Our great vets. Nobody's ever done a better job with our vets. We did a fantastic, I want to thank our secretary, what a job. We recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. And we made historic peace deals in the Middle East. The Abraham Accords, and we brought our troops back home. They're back home. Most of them are back home. We also imposed historic sanctions on the evil communist regime in China and the brutal socialist regime in Venezuela. Perhaps most importantly of all, I stood up to communist China like nobody has ever before, imposing gigantic tariffs, saving our steel industry and other industries. If I didn't do that, we wouldn't even have a steel industry, through which they're now paying us billions and billions of dollars. And Obama wants to cancel it, but you notice they haven't done it yet. It's too much money. That's the one thing China didn't want is tariffs. Biden is weak on China, just like he is weak on everything else except prosecuting Republicans. And now he has done nothing to hold China responsible for unleashing the virus upon us and the rest of the world. As you probably noticed, the Democrats and the media are now admitting that I was right about virtually everything all along, almost everything. The virus came from the Chinese lab. Remember when they said, horrible. When I said it came from Wuhan, the lab, they went horrible. They went crazy. I said, what did I say? Common sense, right? Hydroxychloroquine works. They cost lives. They cost lives. 
I should have done it differently. I said, you should not take under any circumstances hydroxychloroquine. And they would have said, horrible, you must take it. And I would have been happy. But I didn't do it. I should have done it with the wall, too. Instead of two and a half years of litigation, we will not build a wall under any circumstances. The wall would have been built in 15 minutes. They like to go the opposite. Hunter Biden's laptop was real, right? Remember when he was asked a question on a very friendly news program and, is it real? Um, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. If you don't know, that means it's real. Lafayette Square was not cleared for a photo op, right? They thought it was a photo. That just came out. The Russian bounty, remember? The Russian bounty story was a total fake. It was made up by Shifty Schiff, remember? Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax paid for by the DNC and crooked Hillary Clinton. The Mueller witch hunt showed no collusion. Impeachment hoax number one, I was not guilty. Impeachment hoax number two, not guilty. We produced vaccines before the end of 2020. Remember that? They said, oh, so many years, don't do it. We got them done. Blue state lockdowns did not work. We said, open up your states. It's up to the governors. We said, open up your states. Schools should be opened immediately, right? Immediately. Our border security actions were completely necessary. And Joe Biden's agenda is every bit as radical and disastrous as I predicted. I said all these things. Remember in the second debate when I talked about energy? And he said, no, he's against energy. I said, whoa. I felt like Perry Mason. That was the last question, right? That was the last question. I felt just like, I said, did you hear that? Nobody could believe it. But you know what? He wasn't lying. He's destroying the energy industry in this country. He actually, that was one of the things he told the truth on. I wonder what I will be proved right about next. Perhaps it will be the election, perhaps. The evidence of fraud, irregularities, and illegality is already overwhelming. And frankly, it was a long time ago. Democrats used COVID to cheat. They illegally changed the rules in the key states and mailed out millions and millions and millions of absentee ballots all over the place. People went in to vote, Republicans. I'd like to vote. I'm sorry, ma'am, you've already voted. No, I haven't. I waited for this day. I've been waiting for a year to vote. You voted. I'm sorry you voted. Here's an absentee ballot. They didn't use them. They didn't use them. They stole the votes. People walked in by the tens of thousands to vote. And these are solid, strong, great people. And they said, you've already voted. And three things happened. People would go crazy. People would get a little bit upset where people would just shrug their shoulders and just leave. They'd go, hey, let's leave. Shrug their shoulders. That's hard to say. And they mailed out 
And they mailed out ballot applications to every person on the rolls, dead or alive, legal or illegal, right? They mailed out these applications. They used hundreds of millions of dollars from left-wing billionaires to put on lawful drop boxes all over Democrat-run cities to scoop up ballots in swing states. Nobody's ever seen these drop boxes. They're called drop boxes. People coming in, nobody knows who the hell voted. And they came out 96% for Sleepy Joe Biden, right? 96. He got 96% in some of them. I got 4%. Actually, that's better than I thought, you know, because at least they didn't keep 100%. This was the most corrupt election. Take a look at New York. Watch what's happening there. But this is the most corrupt election. They sent ours is worse than what's happening in New York. Worse. They sent political operatives door to door in Democrat neighborhoods to harvest Democrat votes by the thousands. And like in Georgia, deleted over 100,000 voters off the voter rolls after the election. I said, why didn't you do it before the election? I lost a very close election. It wasn't close, actually. I won by a lot. But the loss they gave me was very close, like 11,000 votes. 100,000 votes were deleted after the election. What's going on with Georgia? 100, think of it. 100, more than 100,000 And I just asked one simple question. Why didn't you do that, if you don't mind, before the election? Wouldn't that be nice? They abolished signature verification requirements, created a powerful system for media and online censorship of their opponents and did everything possible to facilitate fraud, just like you would do in a third world country. That's what happened with this election. That's why there are so many people here tonight. If we lost the election, I still would have a good crowd because we have a good. But you know what? I wouldn't have a crowd that goes beyond what the eye can see, that stays in a thunderstorm where they're going, ladies and gentlemen, there are massive rains. We're in the midst of a storm. There's lightning. Please, please go home. And nobody wants to go home. They didn't leave. Look at you. Some of the women are a mess. Now, actually. It's true. No, look at a woman. She's a mess. But the truth is, you look more beautiful now than you did when you went to the beauty parlor. So you can save a lot of money. (laughs) That's true. You actually look better. You just don't know it. You're real. You're real. It's great. It's great. But think of it. Thunderstorms are coming. Please evacuate. Please leave. Nobody left. Nobody left. I'm glad to say you're all here because, you know, if you weren't, I would be blamed 100%. And why didn't Democrats get legislative approval mandated under the U.S. Constitution to change their election laws? They changed it without getting legislative approval. Information is coming out now in Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. And except for weak Michigan state Republican senators, I mean, can you imagine Detroit? Detroit, they say, is the single most corrupt district area, Wayne County, in the whole country. You had people that refused to sign documents saying the election was over. They refused. Two people, brave people. They refused. They said, we can't sign those documents. This thing is terrible. Detroit. Philadelphia. We have a U.S. attorney in Philadelphia that says he wasn't allowed to go and check Philadelphia. That's a big statement. 
I'll tell you who didn't allow him someday. I'll do it at my next rally. But can you imagine this? Because, you know, we have a deep state, too, in this country. And a deep state, they work with the Democrats and the Republicans. And those are the Republicans I don't like. In fact, those are Republicans that in many ways are worse than the Democrats, okay? They're worse. If Mitch McConnell had the courage and the guts, and if he was a real leader, he would have wanted to look into all the corruption that took place. He knew about it. During the presidential election, a lot of these people sitting over here, they looked into it and they said, that's real. And our country may very well have been in a much different position than it is today. I would have been vetoing every one of those bills that were sent. He couldn't approve it fast enough. He couldn't approve it. It's time to get to work on our country. Oh, great. First thing he did is he signed 17 executive orders that were a kill. Bernie Sanders can't even believe it's happening. Okay. This is so far left of Bernie Sanders. He's going around saying, I can't believe this. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened. I told you. Instead, McConnell rushed in and approved of Biden. And he looked at this stuff. He said, we have to get back to running our country, really. And you had the 17 executive orders immediately signed. And then day after day after day, he was signing executive orders that were destroying our country. I would have vetoed every single legislative approval sent to my desk. And we wouldn't be having any problems at the border with the economy, with the inflation. We wouldn't be having any problems. We would have a country the likes of which nobody has ever seen before very sad. Mitch McConnell, the Republicans have to get themselves a real leader. You got some great senators, but they have to get themselves a real leader. And by the way, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? We all saw the hand. We saw the gun. I spoke to her mother the other day, an incredible woman. She's just devastated, like, like it happened yesterday devastated. You know, if that were on the other side, the person that did the shooting would be strung up and hung. Okay? Now they don't want to give the name. They don't want to give, but people know the name. People know where he came from. And it's a terrible thing. Right shot. Boom. There was no reason for it. Who shot Ashley Babbitt? It's got to be released. And how come so many people are still in jail? over January 6th, when nobody paid a price for the fire and carnage and death that took place in Democrat-run cities throughout our country, including Antifa and BLM. How come? How come? And why are our Republican leaders like McConnell afraid to take up the subject and talk about it? Disgrace to our country. We need strong leaders. We need leaders like people like this. With me at the top of the ticket, not a single Republican House member lost their race for the first time in decades. Not one. We were supposed to lose 25 seats. And we won 16. Think of it. Look at that swing. You know, I called 56 phone calls. They're called town hall calls. They go to the district. I'd have 10, 15, 20,000 people. Every single call I made, the person won. I went to Kevin McCarthy. I said, Kevin, give me every congressman who's down, every congressman who's even, 
And every congressman who's up by a little, you know, can't call everybody. It turned out to be 56 calls. I made 56 calls. We didn't lose one seat. If I didn't make those calls, you would have lost 25 to 40 seats. And if I didn't come to the rescue of the United States Senate, your numbers now, instead of 50-50, would be 60-40. And Mitch McConnell should never have lost those two seats in the great state of Georgia. Should have never lost them. We would be 60-40 right now. I did all of those tele-town halls. We received, and I received almost, think of this, you know, they like to say, well, the local congressman or the local representative, state rep, uh, he was more popular than Trump. But they don't say that. They say there's no way. But here's the number. It just came out. I received almost 1.5 million more votes than the Republican House candidates combined. Think of that. So in other words, I had a man come up to me, a real pro, older guy, said, sir, I was going to lose my election. I was going to lose by a lot. And then you got involved. It was a state known as Arizona. And I'm very proud of those Republican state representatives. The state Senate representatives, what they're doing. He said, I was going to lose my election. I was going to lose it big, sir. And then you came along and you did rallies and the level of and I won my election by a landslide. But you were much more popular than me, sir. And you won by much less than I did. He said the election was rigged, sir. There was no way there was no way that it was possible that I got more votes. I only won because of you. And they said I got more votes. But look at that. 1.5 million more votes I got. And that's okay. That's not bragging. That's just to show you how corrupt this election was. We won Ohio in a landslide. We won Florida by the largest margin of any candidate in decades. And only once, many, many years ago, did a candidate lose a presidential election but won Florida and Ohio. Many, many years ago. In all of history, if you win Florida, two big states, and Ohio, you're a Republican. You win. Except for me. Once in history. But one that was never, ever, was if you win Florida, you win Ohio, and you win Iowa. I won all three by very large numbers. Nobody has ever lost an election if you won all three. And I won all three by a lot. And this country's in big trouble when an election cannot be open, free, fair, and not stolen and rigged. You know what? We got them by surprise in 2016. And they worked for four years to make sure that never happens again. And they're not going to do it with their policies, as we discussed. But that's the way it is. I want to thank every one of you here tonight who have worked so hard for our Florida victory. It was an incredible victory. It was a victory where we were outspent by tens of millions of dollars. We could not have done it without you. And a lot of the people in the audience, I recognize so many. I love this state. We easily won the Cuban-American vote in Florida, including a mammoth increase in Miami-Dade County, something that doesn't happen with Republicans. We got a tremendous vote. Fifteen percent of Cuban-Americans who voted for crooked Hillary Clinton in 2016 switched their votes to us. Yet Joe Biden, who did not even campaign here, 
supposedly got millions more black votes than Barack Hussein Obama. Now, let me ask you, does anybody really believe that Biden got more black votes than Obama? Especially in the swing states. Well, they really came out to vote in the swing states, really, I'll say. So he got more votes than Barack Hussein Obama. Great, great president. Great. He did a great job. He wasn't divisive at all. Trump's divisive. He wasn't divisive. We have a truly sick election system, and it's got to be changed. Remember this. I am not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I am the one trying to save American democracy. We can't let them take away our free speech so we can talk about corrupt elections. Otherwise, you'll have. That's communism. That's what they do in these communist countries. You have no voice. Republicans across the country are uniting around a plan to secure every future election with photo ID, voter ID, universal signature verification, citizenship confirmation, chain of custody, integrity controls, updated voter rolls, and that's before the elections, not after the elections. Thank you very much. No more dead people or illegal aliens are going to be allowed to vote. No more illegal drop boxes put in by, put in by Facebook. And restoring the time-honored tradition of in-person voting on Election Day. Not 30 days before and after and all night. And in conclusion, with the help of everyone here tonight and patriots nationwide, we will elect a Republican House. Going to do it. We have no choice. And a Republican Senate to do all of this and so much more. We're going to bring our country back with a Republican Congress. We will fight for more jobs for American families, fair trade for American workers, and more American factories forging more products stamped with that beautiful phrase, made in the USA, made in the USA. Remember, we used to have that. We have it now. We're starting to get it back. And then Biden got elected. They're not using it anymore. We will hold China accountable for the damage and suffering they have caused and charge them $10 trillion, at least, in reparation. We will defend American sovereignty. We will secure America's borders. And we will end illegal immigration once and for all, like we had it just about ended six months ago. We will break up big tech reject left-wing cancel culture, and we will restore the right to free speech in America again, which we don't have. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution. We will defend the Second Amendment, and we will proudly uphold the Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. We will care for our veterans, continue to strengthen our military, and give our police officers, Border Patrol, ICE, and law enforcement our 100% support. We will restore patriotic education to our schools. 
And we will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and to stand tall and strong for our great American flag. 245 years ago tomorrow, 56 brave patriots in Philadelphia proudly declared our independence and boldly proclaimed the eternal truth that we are all made equal by the almighty hand of our Creator. For eight long years of the American Revolution, tens of thousands of ordinary citizens fought, bled, and died in an epic struggle against the most powerful military on the face of the earth. They were the most powerful. They were farmers who bravely stood their ground at Lexington Green and Concord Bridge. They were soldiers who marched barefoot through ice and snow to seize a pivotal victory in Trenton. And they were selfless patriots who did it all so that we, the people, would forever rule our great country. Our movement is up against some of the most sinister forces and entrenched interests that anyone can imagine. But no matter how big or how powerful they may seem, you must never forget, this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. Belongs to you. This land is your home, it's your history, it's your heritage, and our magnificent American liberty is your God-given right. You fought for it. The citizens of the United States of America will not be dictated to and talked down to by corrupt politicians, tyrants, left-wing bullies, or socialist bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. I know many of them. I don't like them much. Our forefathers are the people who gave us the world's most majestic and enduring constitution. They are the men and women who crossed the Rockies in covered wagons and who faced unimaginable dangers to win the Wild West and who tamed the wilderness, forged the steel, laid the railroads, dug out the canal, raised up the skyscrapers and built America into the greatest nation in all of history, and we are not going to let it go. Our ancestors crushed, just absolutely crushed fascism beneath the weight of American tanks. They toppled communism by the sheer strength of American culture. And now we will defeat woke radicalism by the sheer power of American pride. And it's happening. Americans settled the new world. We built the modern world. And from right here in Florida, we launched American astronauts to proudly salute our stars and stripes on that very beautiful moon. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no enemy we cannot match. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is nothing we cannot do. Because we are Americans and our hearts bleed red, white, and blue. We will not bend. We will not break. 
We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never back down. We will never, ever surrender. My fellow Americans, our movement is far from over. In fact, our fight has only just begun. You know that. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. So with love of America swelling in our hearts and the spirit of July 4th, 1776 stirring in our souls, I say these words to you tonight. We will make our elections free and safe again. We will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Sarasota. Thank you, Florida. Enjoy the fireworks. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. All right. That was uh, President Donald J. Trump, number 45. Should have been 46, but we all know that it was a very, very... uh, what would you say very evil thing that was done concerning voting uh, machines in the United States but that was Donald Trump before that was uh, Donald Trump Jr. and I would not be surprised if Donald Trump runs for president in 24 with his son Donald Trump Jr. as his vice president that's going to be my uh, prediction and I'm going to stick with it. Very interesting him saying that the fight has only begun. And, you know, traditional uh, presidential um, protocol, unwritten protocol, is to uh, be more on the sidelines. Um, it could be interpreted two different ways just shut up or have good form for the sitting president but you know what good form politeness is out the door we can't afford that we can't afford that kind of stuff so the fight has just begun and I don't know of anything that uh, President Trump has said in the past that was not correct the only thing that I I uh, most really disagree with him on is the vaccines and I it, it just does not make sense to me to put something that you don't even know what it is in in your system that is really not according to uh, professionals doctors real doctors it is not even a vaccine vaccine ha- has certain criteria that needs to be met to be called a vaccine and it does not meet 
the requirements to be called a vaccine. Why? Because the ingredients are not the makeup of a vaccine. So we don't know what it is. It's still unknown of long-term effects. So I don't agree with him on what is being called vaccines. That's the only thing I don't agree with him on. Uh, but anyways, thank you for joining me. I'm Michael Tobin, your lookout guy on the Lookout Guy podcast. And as always, I'd like to include in the introduction and conclusion a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week prayer line. It'd be good to call that to pray for our nation, your city, your state, your county, your workplace, or you need a job, you want to get back to work, whatever, family, friends. Call this 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week prayer line from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It is 1-888-388-2683. That's 1-888-388-2683. And in my last podcast, I included a song from my very good friend. I know him personally. I've known him since 2003. I actually, We actually grew up in the same neighborhood, and I remember passing his home when... I was in uh, probably junior high, and I saw this kid in a in a garage, and I'm like, I wonder if I should get to know that kid. He was in my neighborhood, but I looked at him, and I'm like, nah, he he looks like he's just too troubled to 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 be open for friends. <laughs> well, little did I know, all the toil and turmoil that I went through growing growing up and into my adult years. I began following the Lord Jesus, and my friend also uh, began following the Lord Jesus as well. So this is my friend, Richard White, guitarist, punk rock singer extraordinaire, Richard White, with his song, No More Marxists. repeat the non-conformist oath. I promise to be different. Just my land.
Get your Mars!